0: Okay, welcome to the show. Uh, hit the wrong button there, guys. Sorry about that. Anyway, I could say it to say it to you, but uh, I mean, it's a lot easier today. Anyway, welcome to the show. It's going to be one of those days. I slept. I think that's part of what's going on right now is I was out yesterday at the California Capital Air Show and all day and then I took off and went up the hill to meet up with a new friend and uh, had dinner, came home, and then came home to process my photos from the Capital Air Show. And I was wiped out and so I have slept and slept and slept and slept So I apologize for the uh, mess up in the beginning of the show Because I have slept. I woke up. In fact, I took a short nap This afternoon and I woke up at six o'clock So I was running in here and trying to get stuff done and set up for, for our guest My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the hour and I, uh, I run the California Haunts Param- uh, Paranormal Investigation Team at www.californiahaunts.org But this show is it, it, even though it's part of that this show is something I like to do from my heart. Um, I not only like to cover paranormal topics, I like to cover other stuff and for people that know me, I'm a journalist I've been a journalist for more than 25 years and so I, I when I started this show it was with the goal of not only talking about w- the, the weird stuff it was with the goal of get talking about serious stuff too. And something that's near and dear, not I'm saying near and dear to my heart, but something that's serious cause we're, ta- we're taking a serious kind of d- dive into s- the news today um, what's going on with R Kelly and, and other people, you know, in, in the news abuse. We're going to talk about abuse and abuse doesn't come and I'll, I'll let our guest explain it a little, a lot better than I can, but abuse comes in many forms. It doesn't come just in the fact that somebody's hit somebody else. Abuse can come verbally, where somebody's always putting you down, you know, you're never good enough, you know, that, that goes on. Or it could be sexual, as as you guys well know. Maybe, maybe it's a date rape, unconceptional sex, you know, or a boyfriend that 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 has his way with you and and hurts you, you know, something like that. And, and, you know, it could go both ways. Not only is is, is the woman the one being abused, sometimes, you know, in, 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 a lot, in some circumstances, the, the man is being abused, which is surprising to a lot of people, but that happens. And when we talk, when we think about Gabby Petito being missing and what was going on with that when when the police, you know, were called in, it, it makes you wonder what actually happened in that relationship. So anyway, my, my guest tonight is Pastor Gene Hill. He, Hill. And I hope I get the name right. I'm horrible with names, but he's gonna be on tonight. He's gonna talk with Spot Abuse. He 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 had been been abused as a child. And so he has a story to tell. And he's found some interesting ways. He has a book out. And uh, he's found some, some ways to cope with that and, and, and to help people and to help people through that. Because it's not something that goes away overnight. When it happens to you, it stays with you all your life. And it, it, it's hard to not escape that in your life, but, but it's just hard to get on with your life after you've been abused because you don't trust people and stuff. So I want to shut up now. And without further without further ado, let's talk, let's talk with him and, and, and see what's going on. hello
1: hello how are you
0: good how are you sir i'm well so tell me about you
1: well i'm gene Howe. uh originally from baltimore Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and when i was 18 i went in the army because my environment i was in i needed to change and so your environment dictates to you if you allow it to dictates to you how your life's going to be okay so i decided with all the abuse in the home i decided the military was best for me so i could start off my life as an adult it was one of the best things I did um, going to the military.
0: What type of abuse did did you undergo? If if you want to talk about it.
1: Oh yeah, we could talk about it. Uh, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse. Um. I it, at the same time I was being sexually abused my father was an alcoholic so that's emotional draining on any family because the environment was dysfunctional because that's not how a family should be so you have to find your way out some people choose later in life and some choose earlier in life Mm -hmm. Mm I I don't think I really had a choice I had to deal with the best I could and so it all happened around the same time back in the 60s and of course back in the '60s, especially a guy he ain't gonna admit that somebody sexually abused them right uh, and you know that I can't tell you when people started talking about it then I mean uh in in today's society but mm-hmm. um I'm very um, honest with it it happened it was just part of life but God can bring healing emotional healing is a process it takes time you know it takes uh counseling you know seeking after the right help so you can be delivered you can be free but you're not free in your mind because torments there because of Satan and Mm -hmm. you have to learn to submit to God because uh, the Bible is his love story to us everything that we need you can find it in the Bible somewhere and so I always say that he is the answer for you today, all you have to do is trust and obey and he'll fix it for you today, amen?
0: Yes, sir. When uh, you were being abused, did your teachers notice anything in school or anything or or did you cover it up really well?
1: I I must have covered up very well because Mm -hmm. nobody never recognized, it's in my book, nobody recognized uh, that i was wounded i was hurt you know what i i developed like a shell to protect myself so people won't hurt me and so nobody recognized my mother knew that something was wrong but she could never put her her finger on it but i i was just so wounded i withdrawn all reduced watch tv I mean, I always believed there was a God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just didn't know how to get to him. I didn't have a relationship. I knew of him. But in order for you to get your deliverance, you gotta trust God. You got to learn to trust him. Because when abuse happens, uh you learn not to trust no one because it seems that everyone wants to hurt you.
0: Right. Right. So, um, and I know that happens to the majority of the people that are abused. I mean, they, they go into their own shell because because there's nobody. You know, you feel like there's like you're alone, like there's nobody else around that would understand right. what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And that makes it more, yeah. even more difficult for the victim.
1: And I I, I actually didn't remember it until uh, right before or right after I got saved uh that's when i start to remember what happened uh and you're talking years because that happened in the 60s and i got saved in 92 so years ago it was just i was in a shell and a loner withdrawn always would sit in the back of the room anti-social, I guess you could call it. Right. And that's, you know, how it was. But you got to learn to let it go and and trust God. And, and God will put the right people in your path to help you along the way.
0: I have a question in the chat room. Are most abusers narcissists?
1: Are you asking me that question? Yes, or sir. Somebody else?
0: somebody else asked the question
1: i uh give me the definition of narcissist
0: someone that has to be in control you know always in control having to control the narrative
1: i've never uh been that way myself so it's kind of hard for me to answer okay but i don't believe i don't believe that uh because everybody that's sexually abused when it does happen, it happens uh for example, some people that sexually abuse might like a lot of sex or uh they might be in the pornographic uh or they might turn uh, uh like turn towards just having that type of person for example a male and male or a female and female but everybody don't make that same choice
0: right right
1: some people I knew some uh family members that was hurt uh that's how they decided you know what I mean it's all about choice and making the right choices so you can get healed but i don't believe i don't believe that's true though
0: okay in my opinion. okay here's another question out of the chat room it says um were most abusers abused themselves
1: at one time i believe so yes i mean if you do a study on it uh they, they were abused at one time some people mm-hmm. turn and, and be an abuser later on in life and some Choose to go other way, maybe be a police officer,
0: right? Or FBI, oh, yeah. I can see that, and then again, there's a lot of there's some police officers too that that probably, you know, I hate to say it, that probably were because when you, when you look at their track record, even they're abusers. I mean, they, they may not they they may be abusers in their jobs, or some of them go home and they're abusers.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, this just it's hard to explain why it happens i'm not a psychologist but
0: absolutely um, understood
1: but if you had enough of it you don't want it no more i've been married a few times so uh you attract somebody that's been abused or have low self-esteem they attract the same thing when they meet somebody not all the time but it does happen in life Mm -hmm and you have to acknowledge that you have an issue, you got a problem because the problem can be fixed with the right help. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I would encourage everybody to seek counsel and pray about it and get relationship with God and make better choices. But I, I can tell you it affected my whole life. I, I made some good choices, but I made some bad ones too, you know, uh, I could never be with somebody that's controlling Mm -hmm.
0: because
1: I was in the last relationship I had and she was very controlling and I just, it was bad. So that was a while ago, but I chose to just, sometimes it's better to be single and get yourself together and a mm-hmm. lot of people don't want to identify that they have a problem it doesn't matter who it is you got to acknowledge you've got a problem and then you got to come up with a solution to fix the problem identify what it is and then come up with a solution a plan
0: Absolutely. So you went in the army. Um, how how did that go? Because obviously in the army, <laughs> um, you know, c- just coming from a situation of verbal, you know, with, with verbal abuse. I mean, when you go in the army, that's, that's your drill sergeant.
1: Well, m- now, yes and no, I guess. Um, okay. I went in the army to be a better person.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. Okay.
1: And, and I served for 20 years and Yes, the drill sergeant will be probably cussing and telling you do this and that. But I I came with the knowledge of you can you can um choose to do what you're supposed to do. My parents taught me discipline, so I didn't have trouble with yes sir, no ma'am, or sure. giving orders. It's just you know while you're in training but once you get out your training usually you have training within six months mm-hmm. and it's to me it was like a job because I worked administration I was a military police the first three years and then the rest I was personnel and so to me it was like a job that's the mindset I had you have to learn you have to do what people tell you and you don't have a choice but abusing they might be doing it in training but you know they they have changed a lot since i went in 1974. i retired in 95 so and i know it's changed a whole lot by now but it's more um it's not strict like it was in Mm -hmm. my opinion
0: okay um as a pastor do you have people coming to you um, or, or, or or do you, it's like a teacher in school. Do you look for signs of people that might be having problems?
1: No, I haven't. Uh, unless God's showing me something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not looking for it. But you can see things in people, especially if it happened to you. You should be able to see, well, that person has low self-esteem and it's either somebody was talking down to them Mm -hmm. uh, or they was talking mean and ugly and condescending and you have to uh I have people come to me but I haven't like say hey you you got a problem you know you've been abused and whatnot, but you can tell. Okay. You should be able to tell most times. Okay. Based um, on their reaction, their right. emotions.
0: Absolutely. Now, as an adult, if you know you, you, you spent time in the army and stuff, do you now are there certain things that that happen when, when you, even when you're out, you know, shopping or whatever that might tr- that might trigger a memory for you, or, or are you are you beyond that?
1: Oh, I'm beyond that. That, okay. was, that was a while ago.
0: Okay. Okay. So what do you try to do to help people? Uh, you know, like, like if there's somebody in your congregation that you feel is might be abused, do you wait for them to come to you? Or, or do you take them off to the side, you know, side and say, hey, I think, you know, there might be something going I, on. Maybe I can help you out. I
1: think you should wait until they come to you. Pray for them if you see a problem. And most times god will give you something to pray for anyway Mm -hmm. in relation to that person Mm -hmm. but uh you have to build their confidence and their trust and you you have to allow them if you're pushing them they're not going to talk usually Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no go ahead sir what i was saying is my teachers didn't even recognize I had problems. problem I was sleeping in classes and still you know uh they knew I was sleeping I mean I don't know if they talked to my parents but they never talked my parents never talked to me so mm-hmm. I, my assumption was you know they never identified the problem it's, mm-hmm. it's more visible now where you can see that people are having problems you know they they lost touch uh in reality and you know most people are just they're just making bad choices and and one of the reasons why i wrote the book is because of what where god has brought me from i in 92 i tried to take my life right before oh. i got saved i took a bottle of pills and it's just by the grace of god that i'm here
0: wow and
1: ever since then i've been just working uh towards knowing god more each day
0: Mm -hmm. so what drove you you just kind of probe a little deeper in here and i'm not trying to you know trigger anything or insult you or anything like that okay okay um, it, to get you to the it, point that you wanted to take your life in 92, what happened?
1: It, it's a lot static. Can you hear that static? Because it's hard to make out what you're saying there.
0: Yeah, that's kind of weird, real in background there. In 92, what pushed you to the point that you wanted to commit suicide?
1: My wife, uh, at the time, she uh, she wanted to leave. She told me that she wanted to be free. And I said, free from what? And she said, uh, I said, you got children. What do you mean, free? You got responsibility. But that's the choice she made. And and also, she was unfaithful to somebody in my family. And so, it devastated. It, It was like a double knife stab. And I just... My family was everything, and I I thought I did a good job for -hmm. 14 years. It just, that's what she wanted, so you don't have a choice. You can't make somebody stay with you.
0: Right, right, right. But that's why
1: I, I, because I thought my life was over. Right. Right after that, like I said, I got saved. It wasn't even a week. Uh, actually, somebody at my job, I, I was in pure depression. I was uh an E7 in the Army, mm-hmm. personnel division. And everybody could see it on me. See, some people can show it and other people don't, you know, right. holding the fence. But I was hurting so bad and I just, it was bad. So my job, they wanted me to go see a psychiatrist, which I did, you know, but uh, of course they, they can't find out what you talked about, but he released me back to and, you know, just, and then the people I worked for, they invited me to church, mm-hmm. uh, and I went to church, and it was all black church, and people I worked for were black, and they never preached to me. You need to be born again and all that kind of stuff. All they did was invite me to church, and then God, the Holy Spirit, then ministered to me, and uh, and then changed my life.
0: Yeah, that was that, that was going to be my next question: is what uh, what what turned you enough to become a pastor? Say that again? What? Um, th- that was my next question in that I was wondering how you became a pastor.
1: I'm not pasting at the moment. I'm, I started a ministry called uh, okay. Word of Life Christian Center.
0: Okay, okay. And
1: uh, it's it soon. I just can't uh, give you. Uh, I can't be clear on it because I haven't been released by God
0: yet okay
1: I I've been an elder in my old church in Milwaukee Wisconsin uh since 93. okay and so that's all I've been doing is is I went to biblical school and um I was an elder in my church like I said I would go to prison ministries hospitals wherever I thought God needed me
0: right and
1: try to minister to people
0: Have you, um, like you said, you you went to prisons and stuff and, and places like that? Uh, did you run yes. into? I mean, obviously, P, uh, there's people in prison that have been abused and stuff. W- were they able to come to you to talk with you at all?
1: Uh, in a group setting, uh, okay, but not individually.
0: Sure. Sure. And were they open about it?
1: They they were, uh, well one guy i ministered to he, he came up to me and told me that it hit home mm-hmm. and you know he was filled up with tears that you know what i said ministered mm-hmm. to him and see that's what people need to hear they need to hear the word and how did you get from point a to point b right and it's like paul talks about press towards the mark
0: mm-hmm. finish
1: the race mm-hmm. don't stop Diane mcclurkin if you know who he is he he sings a song says if we fall down we get back up see because we serve a god that is the god of second chance right and a third chance and fourth chance whatever you need because he's a merciful and loving god
0: absolutely um do you think that uh, people are more open to talking about it now? Because you know you see it in the news more and more.
1: Yes, you I. You know I what's been going
0: so. on. Yeah. So you think people are more open, uh, open to coming forth? You know, and talking to other people about it.
1: I I think so. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're in 2021 now. So, but if it was in 1990? Mm-hmm. Not so much. Mm-hmm. But. You know, just like any other thing coming out the closet, you know, people are are not ashamed because when I got um, abused, a lot of it, you know, you're embarrassed, you Uh know, you don't want to tell somebody that a man abused you, sexually abused you. I don't have a problem with it because it's going to help somebody yes because um God allows things to happen but God don't bring harm to you Mm -hmm. the enemy he's the one that that does and if we don't talk about it then it won't be no deliverance right It won't be no breakthrough somebody got stand up and be bold as a lion and talk about it so they can be healed because it's always the next person that might need to hear what you heard.
0: Uh-huh. So you
1: can back and tell somebody.
0: Absolutely. Speaking along that line, what was your mother's reaction when she found out what had happened to you?
1: Well, it was on the phone, so I can't express how she felt, but, but she was upset.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But uh, that's pretty much it because or well, my parents was born in the 30s 1930s uh-huh. so their reaction is going to be different oh it's your fault that's not true right but um that's the best thing best thing I could tell you is is I wasn't there I, it was on the phone because I I was in um you see Illinois at the time so I was sure. still in the army. And she passed away in 93, like six months after uh, or about a year after I got saved.
0: And what about your father?
1: Oh, my father, well, he was an alcoholic, right? He had a good heart, but all I know is he was insecure in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Based on my relatives saying it. Um I guess he wanted to drown himself in alcohol. I mean it ain't you can be addicted to anything. Um, mm-hmm. when he was sober, he was a great man, but when he was drinking, he wasn't such a good man.
0: I'm sorry you had to grow up like that.
1: Well, you actually statistically 85 percent of you not in the united states 85 percent people come from dysfunctional family
0: Uh
1: and that's mind-blowing to me because you know i heard the preachers say it's trouble in this house so every house it could be trouble but we don't know it because we can't see in the house hmm Now, it's some great families. I've met some great couples, you know, through church, but everyone doesn't have that kind of victory.
0: Right. Absolutely, absolutely. but
1: but we we need to emulate our, ourselves into like we, what I did in the military to be a good uh NCO. I pick different things at different leaders I've had that I like their style. And so, and then I would emulate that into what I wanted it to be. I wanted to be a good leader. So uh-huh. that's the choice that, that I think you can make is there's some good families out there that Don't have that type of struggle, but everybody goes through something in life. It might not be emotional abuse. Mm -hmm. It it could be just verbal, but Mm -hmm. verbal abuse is just as bad as emotional abuse or physical abuse. Abuse is abuse though.
0: Right. No matter how you slice it. So did you feel um, when you finally came forth to talk about it, did you feel relief?
1: when I wrote the book uh, yes I did when the book got done that's that's what I got my breakthrough
0: yeah I would have thought the book would have been medicinal because you could get everything down on paper
1: right I mean you know yeah you're putting it on paper and you're being honest and uh telling yourself and the world that I was abused, but I'm better now. Uh-huh. I can walk in victory now, but uh-huh. a lot of people are not willing to deal with their issues. In my opinion, everybody should be dealing with their issues so they can get the victory and s- some people, it takes longer than others. Mm-hmm. but if if you just lay everything out on the table and be honest with yourself first that's when your victory will come because you, you already know what god is going to say which right he knows what happened so he's mm-hmm. everywhere he's all powerful and so once you become knowledge of that and admit that you got a problem even a person that's an alcoholic or oh, i got a problem why do i do this
0: mm-hmm.
1: i don't want to do this this is the ugly side of me
0: mm-hmm.
1: or it could be anger you know if you have all that anger like inside you uh, and you're not dealing with it, it's going to come out sooner or later because whatever's in the heart is going to come out. I promise you that it mm-hmm. will come out. It might not come out the way it needs to come out, but it will come out. But we have to learn to deal with our issues and get the right help. Uh-huh. And help is out there. And uh, I can tell you in in, in the 90s, when I that bottle of pills i didn't see anybody that like today i um uh, picked up some food for somebody uh-huh. and this girl had a, a badge on her and it said Su- suicide watch and it was at high school uh-huh. and i just spoke to her for a minute and i told her what happened and she said, "I'm glad you're here." And so, you know, that's good to hear. You know uh-huh. that people will still encourage you.
0: Absolutely. Was it hard? Was it hard to start writing that book?
1: You know, it was all in me. Uh, I just had put my my thought process down, but uh, and it's in order the way it happened. Uh huh. oh and then even my marriages are in there oh should I got married the second third time nah but I knew that now but I didn't uh-huh. know it then because I wasn't identifying with my problems or my uh-huh. issues or being me being attracted to people that was abusive because uh-huh. of course you don't want to be like that
0: uh-huh. and
1: so it's about you making the choices to, so you don't get in that same rut. You, you got to get out that rut that you're in because you, it's just a vicious circle, cycle, you know, that you're going to keep going through that. And nobody wants to keep going through trials and tribulations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it does build character in us. I will say that. And
0: well, God. And, and God allows
1: that. God allows that to happen so He can make us to be a better person to help people. Because uh-huh. my main goal is I've been helping people all my life. So my, my goal is to help people. Uh if it's just one word or if it's a word of encouragement or if it's a prayer, it's all about helping God's people. I didn't have the help, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm here for a purpose that I believe God called me to, and that's to help people. And so I'll do that until it's time for the Lord to call me home.
0: Well, that's what uh, I don't want to say nice about people that have experienced stuff like you, because you know once they get over that hump of, of understanding what happened to them and why, you're there to help others you're there to help others that, that have gone through something similar because you know not everybody is gonna uh take it you know handle it the same way that you did or or, or whatever and so you know there might be somebody you know that, that really needs to help right um, well, you
1: know, um, let me share this scripture Sure, with go you. ahead sir jesus his disciples went to jesus and said uh master why why are you letting that woman serve serve you he basically told him that i did not come to be served but i come to serve uh-huh. in other words your life your all of your inner being is about the kingdom of god and helping people that are lost
0: right Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, have you been able to uh, have you have you been able to help anybody?
1: Oh, know, so far. Oh yeah, lots of people. You know, sometimes you minister to people and you might not see the complete results, but uh-huh. you know that it. It's hard to explain from within. mm uh-huh all uh, but it just brings this great joy that I helped that person to see that it's a better way mm-hmm. and they can have a better life and 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 I know it's the Holy Spirit within me you know right. it, it's just it's hard to explain that joy that you get when you help someone or you ministered to someone
0: wonderful what you do is wonderful you know helping people the way you do just it's just wonderful um how did your family feel about the book you know because obviously do you have kids yourself
1: yeah they just uh i guess some of them were in shock now it was eight of us eight kids Mm and so uh my brother before me the one that abused me and the one uh after me the they died Uh, the first one died in 78 Uh and then the other one died in right uh, six months before my mother died so at, at that whole time within that whole year I went from uh, being married to uh, being depressed. Uh I I was in pure depression. I lost, I don't know how many pounds I lost, but I went down from a 16 neck to a 14. and, um, And then after that, when i got to change uh my atmosphere uh-huh. and and that's when things started to change but in between all that time my mother died my brother died I went through a divorce and my family broke up within a years time and so but i thank god that you know he helped me get through it uh-huh.
0: Could it be? I mean, um, sometimes when we refocus our minds on stuff too, that that tends to help with, with situations that are going on around you.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. You got you got to talk about it. And back in the '60s, we didn't talk about things. You uh-huh. know, it didn't matter what it was—sex around the kitchen table, nah, uh-uh. Uh-huh. We talked about abuse, no, uh-uh. Now we knew. We were split up because there was so many of us uh one time to relatives house until my my mother would run to police, all of us would run to police station, he'd get arrested, and then you know, we had to find a place to live, so we stayed with relatives. So like two of us went to one of my uncle's house and the other two went to another's house and Mm -hmm. whatnot. And but uh, that's how that's how um we got away from that atmosphere so we could see right that we have to do something to fix it. My mother my my mother loved my father unconditionally. And and I talk about in the book about forgiveness and a lot of that forgiveness came from her
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she still loved my father, despite it all. And even when I told her what happened to everything, she was angry at him, but she always would say, that's your father. Right. You respect him. And so, but you can't respect somebody that is doing you wrong or doing your family wrong.
0: Right right
1: it, it's a everything's a process you got to learn to deal with your issues and my prayer would be that everyone that is listening that they would uh, acknowledge that they have an issue
0: uh-huh.
1: and that they need to seek the right help so they can get their deliverance and breakthrough in their victory
0: uh-huh. were any of your other siblings abused
1: Uh, physically, emotionally, they were abused, but not from my father. It was from other relationships. Okay. Max.
0: Okay. Um, I've got noises in the background. I don't know what they are. I think my neighbors are moving stuff around. Um,
1: probably my dog ground. He hears I got somebody. a
0: dog barking in the other room too. I don't know what, that, what that's about. So <laughs> it's just, it's Sweet. you know, it's house stuff. Um Your story is so fascinating to me in that, you know, you came through all that and I know I understand it with parents that were born in the thirties like that. It's a right. whole different mindset the way they even think, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like even, you know, my, even with my, my mother, my, my mother, you know, my dad was the dominant, obviously, because that's the way it was. He pumped all her gas. He did all that stuff. And right. that's, that's that generation. And so I, right. I understand perfectly where you're coming from with, you know, going through what you did, because that's just how it is. And like your mother saying, your father is your father is your father. You have to respect him no matter what. And I perfectly understand that. Um Sorry. When you talk about your marriages and getting and going into your marriages, and and I know this is something too that that happens a lot is that people do pick like like, you know, they go into similar situations as they had when they were growing up.
1: Yeah, it, it's just you know they say opposite uh, the opposite attracts each other, but I'm telling you, uh, people that have been in abusive situations. They might have low self-esteem, but they probably can't see that that person they're getting with might be controlling.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: because the self-esteem is so low, they're not able to see it. And people, I mean, even me. I mean, when I was younger, I didn't see, I didn't see it that I uh-huh. had low self-esteem. Uh-huh. I just knew I was very quiet. And I didn't talk much to people. And look me now, you know, God wants me to talk to people. Uh-huh. But I, it wasn't designed to for well, not to talk to people. You're designed to communicate, uh-huh. you know, encourage and build up. And so, but sometimes we get with somebody that's not like that, you know. Right. They're degrading. Uh, they they think too highly of themselves they're walking in pride you know and they could have anger issues too Mm -hmm. and but that anger thing you got to learn how to deal with it because i believe as long as you hold on to that anger it can affect your health down the road And, and if you study it, you, you'll find that I'm telling you, right, because, uh, because unforgiveness harbors bitterness and a master's strength, you know? And so when those situations happened to me, I wasn't better though. I was angry. Right but i didn't know how to deal with my anger at that time
0: mm-hmm.
1: so i had learned from god you know that you have to deal with your issues because until you deal with your issues you're not going to be able to walk in victory complete victory complete healing until you do
0: Absolutely, it's just
1: like i mean we all we want to talk about shootings and all that kind of stuff but psychologically people that do stuff like that deep down something happened in their lifespan either you know it was at home or at school Uh or they didn't know how to deal with the emotions because i heard my my bishop he preached this he said don't let your emotions be a vehicle to sin Uh And, but people do it, you know, but we have to learn to control our emotions because all we're doing is hurting people, right? you know, and then you have to go back and ask for forgiveness. And, you know, I didn't mean to say that, but you said it for a reason uh-huh. to identify to somebody that you got an issue or a problem that you need to take care of
0: absolutely absolutely what do you say to somebody who um comes to you you know and, and says look i i've been abused what can i do sir
1: uh, it's a last thing say it again
0: what do you say to somebody that comes to you and says um i've been abused sir can you help me
1: i would say yes and i would ask him if i could pray for them mm-hmm. And if I didn't have the right answers like counseling, they're not in nowhere in my life uh, or areas in my life, then I would get them the right help or I'll I'll show them how to get the right help. I'll find some contacts for them so they, they can walk in their victory. But definitely prayer foremost and words of encouragement that you're not the only one that's going through that
0: absolutely absolutely um over the years you know how long did it take you to write the book
1: a year it got released in february i believe
0: mm-hmm. it
1: was during covid mm-hmm and um i i i I knew i was gonna write a book uh uh-huh the lord told me i just didn't know when i was gonna write the book
0: and did you spend a lot of time writing it that's the question i mean you 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 did you did a year but was it like you would sit down at the computer and just write all day long or or did it come out oh no Uh -uh. nothing like that
1: no uh -uh. that's it's the process um uh, it it takes time uh-huh and so for me you know you take notes and uh go back to it pray about it and you have allowed the holy spirit to minister to you uh-huh. Uh um but no it, it's not like you sit at a table and start typing I know people have that idea of writers, but uh-huh. uh, <laughs> not this person. Uh, no. it, it's a process. Some some writers take more than a year.
0: Absolutely. Now I'm curious. Let's just digress a little bit. Um, when you were in the army, mm-hmm. did that help you a lot? Because oh, I yeah. would think I would think because they they, they, they teach you self esteem. At least they teach you that much, you know, to, how to handle yourself.
1: Yeah, it, to me, it really helped me. Uh, I think it built up more confidence in me. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I went back in 1980, uh, that's when I got in personnel.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: the sergeant I was working for, I just came back in the Army as a PFC, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And he saw it right away. You know, he made me an acting jack, which is an acting sergeant. You don't get paid you just do the job. And But he saw it in me. I didn't see it. Uh, but it just kept going like that each step at a time. Uh, but I think it helped my self-esteem. It helped me to be stronger. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain but I put that uniform on and I felt like I was somebody. God was always with me. Right. It's just, uh... but before that, in 1974, I was a lost kid going in the army and didn't know what I was getting myself into.
0: Absolutely. Well, I, yeah, I, I can understand how the Army would do that for somebody, especially in your situation. That I can understand.
1: Yeah, it really um, helped me.
0: Absolutely. I can, you know, I, I, I can see how that would do that. Like, you know, just putting on the uniform makes you so proud, you know, because you look, it looks so nice and, you know, and, you're, and it's just something to say, hey, I did this and, and I'm moving up in my rank. And, you know, it's just something to be proud of. It's, a, it's like a goal thing. Do you think that people, you know, coming out of abuse Need to focus on something like you would in the army, you know. So do you think um that it helps if, if it, like let me rephrase that do you think that, that it helps if, if if they focus on something?
1: It would help, yeah. I agree, yeah. It can help.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But if they're not dealing with whatever the situation is, it's not gonna help.
0: Right, right. Um, but I
1: knew it was messed up for me, right? I, I need mean, I need to get out of the environment I was in. Mm-hmm. It, it was the best thing I did. It was a perfect
0: step. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do you think that people should face their abusers or not?
1: Well, that's a hard one because you don't see. I didn't have to face uh, my brother.
0: Mm-hmm
1: because he died in 78 and i didn't come in knowledge of it until 92. Uh so but i was at peace with it by then anyway because it wasn't nothing i could do right and so you know that's a that's a hard question to answer sure Um, Sometimes it's good to ask somebody to forgive them, and other times see you don't know where that person is. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's best to just take it to God. And if God releases you to talk to that person, but definitely to stop the abuser from doing what he's been doing or she's been doing, mm-hmm. uh because you don't want that person to keep hurting people. And so the best thing to do is, is to, uh, learn how to deal with the best way you can because that that's a hard one, you know, because, because of uh, the hurt, the unforgiveness until you let that go you can't move forward not complete healing you won't get Mm -hmm. it in my opinion okay but i'm not a doctor right uh i do know the lord and we have to forgive and that's that's uh it's going to be in my next book about forgiveness but uh that's the key is learning how to forgive Is it easy to forgive? No. Uh But I can tell you, if you do learn to forgive, now the scar will always be there. Uh But if you learn to forgive that person, your life will be much, much better. And not to hold on to, and it doesn't have to be about sexual abuse or any kind of unforgiveness or hurt that person caused. Sometimes it's good to go to that person, and other mm-hmm. times it's not. You just have to pray about it and, and get the right answer and allow the Lord to lead you.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What do you, um, now that you've written this book, what message do you think the book sends out to people?
1: That, well, if he went through it, then I, I can go through it too. Because if God gave him the victory, then God can give me the victory. If they read the book, you should minister to them in a lot of ways. And their acknowledge of themselves or getting mad at themselves for holding on to it for so long.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And the best way is to trust God. And even though people abuse a person, Mm -hmm. they're going to have trouble with mistrust. They're not going to be able to trust anybody completely. You know what I mean? And so Uh you just have to identify to the situation, pray about it. I probably, if my brother was alive, I probably wouldn't go to him. Not now, right? Know, because I got the victory, right? But some people need that to get their healing. Uh huh. So you definitely got to pray about it and get answered from the Lord. And it just depends on if you're going through counseling. You know what is the doctor saying to you? Uh Because some people, they get real angry.
0: Mm-hmm. okay and so
1: they have to they just want to hold on to things and it's not healthy
0: right 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 all right how do people reach you
1: they can uh reach me on instagram at gino g-e-n-o-h-e-i-l and that's Instagram, and then genehowministries.com They can order a book. I I do podcasts uh, every Thursday. Okay. And uh, they can just contact me there, and whatever they're trying to find out, I'll pray for them, or or if they're trying to find out where I'm ministering to, I'll let uh-huh. them know.
0: Okay. Thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate it, sir. You know your story has to be out there. It's important. You know it's very important. So I thank you very much. All All right.
1: right. You have
0: a great evening.
1: Oh, you also. All right.
0: Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Well, that was an interesting evening and um, very serious subject, but it's something that. We have to know about something we all have to face. Not not that we're all facing abuse situations, but I mean, there's so many out there uh, in in the world. And I thank Gene for coming on and telling his story tomorrow. um, We're shifting gears. We're going to be on at noon, noon Pacific time. So if you're like in a foreign country or wherever you're listening from, you have to adjust. Our good friend Charles Christian is going to be on. Um, he's he lives in the UK and he's the gentleman that was on last month talking about King Arthur and the Round Table, and uh, the different legends over there. And he's got more to say. We didn't cover everything that he had to say, and so I'm real excited to talk to him because with Halloween coming up, um, he actually, you know, even me being in a newspaper and having a ghost hunt team, the newspapers sometimes call and ask you for some really cool stuff and some bizarre stuff, and for him. He was asked by one of the UK papers to go on a, the hunt for a werewolf. And so uh, he did, and I'm not going to tell you what happened, but uh, he's going to tell us tomorrow how that went. So again, I will see you tomorrow at noon Pacific time. In the meantime, I will go ahead and flash Gene stuff up so you can see the information on you know how, how to contact him and where to get his book. But if you like the show, share it with five people. If you didn't like the show, share it with five of your enemies. The numbers are going up. You guys are doing a great job doing that, and I really appreciate it. But we still want more and more more. It's like anything else. The more we get, the, the, more, the more people hear about us. Um, another thing that happens is that this is my, my team is nonprofit, and all the expenses for this radio show and other stuff for my team comes out of my pocket, and uh, things being what they are, you know, it gets expensive after a while. If you might find it in your heart, I have a ticker flashing across the bottom of the screen. If you might find it in your heart to donate a little bit, five, $10, that would be great. PayPal.me at California haunts. That would be terrific. And I'm going to put, give you some insider stuff. We're going to start working with, with pod knob and doing a crowdfunding program to where you guys can donate. If you're, if you're uncomfortable with PayPal, you'll be able to maybe donate some funds directly through, through, through a, a crowdfunding situation. Um, YouTube. It's another issue for us in that we don't have enough subscribers on YouTube to have a dedicated Euro, you, you know, a de- dedicated address. So the only way to find us is on YouTube is you have to go to our website at www.californiahauntsradio.com. And click on the video there and it will take you into YouTube. And then you can go ahead and subscribe. Because uh, we need a a few more subscribers so that we can get our dedicated address. So that would be great if you could do that. Um, It's just a YouTube thing. And just another note is that at some point during October, we are going to do a live ghost hunt. And it will probably be on this show. And so I just want to give you guys a heads up so you'll be able to actually go on a ghost hunt with us. Virtually, but on a ghost hunt with us. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for coming, and I will see you tomorrow. And sorry about the beginning. (laughs) Too many buttons to push. Um, But I will see you tomorrow at noon Pacific time for Charles Christian, so we can talk about some some British and Scottish legends. So thank you guys for coming, and again, see ya.